0: Hey, hey, this is The Essential Wedding Podcast, and I'm your host, Whitney Wing Drake. Today, we are in episode 21, and this is gonna end up being kind of like a mini episode, which is this new thing that I'm doing, kind of sandwiching smaller um just kind of stream of consciousness, something that I'd love to talk to you about episodes between bigger episodes. Normally, I have an expert guest, and I try to make each episode robust and multifaceted, and I want to get... Um, different people's opinions and bring on at least one expert if not more and I will continue doing that but I've been a wedding coordinator for a long time and I've worked with so many couples and so every once in a while something will just kind of pop up uh, a new thought that I have that's inspired by something that I'm seeing currently in the wedding world and I just I want to talk to you about it because I hope it will be helpful and um, so that's what I'm doing today so in episode 21 I actually want to talk to you about an email that I received over the weekend from Martha's Short weddings. This is one that you probably receive too if you are a subscriber, and it is a link to an article called Eight People You Shouldn't Feel Obligated to Have in Your Wedding Party. So I clicked on the link. I read it over. Um, there are some I agree with, some that I am a little bit hesitant to agree with necessarily. I think that there's some gray area or maybe more that you should be thinking about. And so I really want to jump in and speak to that. And I have a few more that I want to add to this list. So if you are thinking about who to invite into your wedding party, you're definitely going to want to hear this episode. I also want to make sure to tell you that we have some really, really, really good episodes rolling out soon. Um, For instance, we're going to be doing an episode on how to marry an only child. So if you yourself are an only child, or you're marrying one, or maybe you're both only children, I'm sure you know already that that is going to present a unique set of circumstances. And so I really wanted to dig into that. And I'm going to be bringing on a licensed marriage and family therapist to talk us through what that relationship is going to look like once you two become married partners. We're also going to be doing some trips around the world. 2021 is already slated to be a huge year for weddings. And as I talk to couples and just exchange messages here on this podcast, I um, am seeing this trend of Uh, destination weddings becoming more popular than ever, either for budget reasons or because couples are just more motivated to do something different. Maybe they're still a little bit Um, nervous about whether a large group gathering is going to be possible in 2021 or that there's a significant number of guests who might not be comfortable even then um, congregating in a big group and so they're like you know what let's just go somewhere let's just have an adventure so I'm going to be bringing on very prominent well-known wedding coordinators in different parts of the world one of them is going to be jolly old England because that's my favorite place but we're also going to be going to Italy and I don't want to say too much I'm just going to let you know Those episodes are coming, so if you are at all considering a destination wedding, you're going to want to hear them. And there's so much more, friends, so make sure you are subscribed to the Essential Wedding Podcast. So let's get into eight people you shouldn't feel obligated to have in your wedding party right after these opening credits. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Essential Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Wing Drake. I own the essential planner company and I landed here after 16 years in the wedding and events industry. I founded and built one of the most highly awarded coordination companies in the country. I taught the wedding and event certification program at Collin college and today I'm a certified relationship coach. This podcast is for couples who aspire to know all the things necessary to live their engagement season to its fullest. We cover everything from choosing the perfect wedding venue to styling your wedding like a pro. In every episode, I'm joined by an expert who will guide you so well on that topic. And because planning for marriage is just as crucial as planning your wedding, we also dig deep into marriage-related topics. Friends, this is the Essential Wedding Podcast, and it starts now. Okay, so the first one on the Martha Stewart Magazine list is exes, and we all know what an ex is, right? It's someone that you dated in the past. Maybe it's someone your fiancé dated in the past, and I'm going to go ahead and agree with this one. I think it's pretty self-explanatory why think it is probably a good idea to leave the past in the past for fear that it might make it kind of awkward or uncomfortable. Even if it doesn't seem like it would be awkward or uncomfortable, you never really know what it's going to feel like on the day of. People can't always anticipate what their emotions are going to be. And so, I mean, there's obviously the rare circumstance where people really are genuinely good friends with their ex. I actually have a few really good friends who are exes, and I did invite them to my wedding. So it's a case-by-case basis, and you know yourself. But I would only invite an ex if it has been a long period of time since you and that person dated or your fiance dated that person and preferably if this person has moved on and is in a new relationship, um, it doesn't mean that they don't have feelings, lingering feelings for you or you know, for your fiance, but it makes the chances less likely. The next one on the list, our cousins. And this one's tricky, right? I think that we all have different relationships with our cousin. I think the point of this article is to say you don't have to feel obligated. And so there's no like unwritten rule that just because someone is your cousin means that they are automatically going to be considered for your wedding party. Um, a sibling... Probably goes without saying, they should definitely be in there. But a cousin, that's more gray area. If you're really close with your cousin and people can be just as close with their cousin as they are their sibling. So if that's the case for you, then definitely. But if it's not the case for you, don't feel like you have to. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with that one too. The next one I think is a little bit weird, honestly, (laughs) because I wouldn't have even thought of this, and I never had a couple who did this, but I'll go ahead and include it, and that is including your parents or godparents in your wedding party, um... It is tradition that the bride is escorted down the aisle by her father. You do not have to stick with tradition, but um, if you are going to, then I could see your father being a part of your wedding ceremony that way. Um, It's also really nice to have mothers, aunts, grandmothers walk down the aisle as well as part of the ceremony processional, although it is your day, you do you. Um, but I don't think that they need to officially stand there as if they were a bridesmaid, a groomsman, maid of honor, best man, best woman. Um, that's just not necessarily a place for parents or godparents. So it's up to you, but I I don't think you should feel obligated. Definitely not. Next one is your fiance's opposite sex BFF. And the example used in this Martha Stewart article is the movie My Best Friend's Wedding, where if you haven't seen the movie, things did get a little bit complicated because the groom and the bride were getting married. The groom asked his best friend to be his maid of honor. And even though his new, uh, you know, his fiancee, new bride tried to embrace her, she was pretty Pretty actively trying to steal the groom the entire movie. Um, It's a great movie. It's definitely a classic. But I don't think it necessarily represents real life. And so it's really up to you to decide how comfortable you are if your fiance has a best friend that is the opposite sex. I think it's really, really case by case. And I think it's a bigger issue than just your wedding day. Because if your fiance has a best friend, who is of the opposite sex, and that makes you uncomfortable enough to want them to be in your wedding party, that might just make you uncomfortable enough to say something about and maybe need to make an adjustment on Once you guys get married, because if you're feeling threatened for some reason or, you know, there's just a reason that that's not cool with you, it probably goes much deeper than just your wedding day. Right. And so if you two are spending your lives together, you need to be comfortable with the dynamic and the friendships that your partner has. And, that and you know, likewise, you need to reevaluate a friendship that you may have that your fiance might not be comfortable with. And I'm not saying it's automatic that you should just cut that friendship off if your fiance tells you to. But I do think it's worth exploring why that makes you uncomfortable and whether this is a friendship that can sustain uh, if you two are going to be getting married. So yes, I agree with this in the article, but I also think it's a bigger conversation. The next one is your college roommate and in the article it says unless she became one of your best friends and you've stayed close over the years there's no reason to include someone just because you once lived with them. Now I'm going to go ahead and add one of mine to that because I think it's more than just a a past college roommate, I think it's anyone from your past. If you are old childhood friends, even if you were really close as kids, if your friendship has kind of faded over the years, I don't think you necessarily want to make them a member of your wedding party. I think that friendships fade uh, for a reason. And I think that if this person really was important to you, someone so important that you would want them to stand up there with you on your wedding day, then you really would have made an effort to maintain that friendship. So I don't think that them coming and being a member of your wedding party is necessarily going to rekindle the friendship. Um, I, that's just my opinion, and that's just my experience as well. I think that the people that we really want to be in our lives, we make them a priority. And if the lack of effort is on their part, then they don't deserve to stand up there with you. You may be tempted to choose this person for nostalgia, and you might feel like your relationship might be reinvigorated. For I'm sorry, not feel like it might be reinvigorated for the short term. Um, this might be like a really great bonding thing. But chances are, that is not going to last. So I chose a friend who I had in childhood for many, many years. We were very close, but um, we stopped being friends. You know, The friendship really faded once we were in college, and then um, I got married just out of college, and so it had been a good probably five, six years since we were really close. But um, she was such a big part of my childhood and such a big part of my memories that I Invited her anyway. And, um, you know, it was fun. It was fun having her as part of my wedding party, but um, we never really got any closer. And after my wedding, she just kind of dwindled, you know, the friendship kind of dwindled again. She kind of faded out again. So probably I don't know 8 or 9 years later she actually got married and our friendship had dwindled so much that I wasn't even invited to her wedding. Now I'm not going to go into that cuz that actually really hurt me. Um but the fact is now I look at our wedding my wedding photos and I see her and I have a lot of resentment for it and I totally regret the decision. So my advice to you friends is if your relationship has faded and that is often something relationships naturally do, let it be. Relationships fade for a reason. Don't use your wedding party to bring it back. Next one is your sorority sisters. So the ties you make in Greek life may run deep, so says the article, but when it comes to your wedding, your sisters don't hold the same meaning unless they double as besties. That's great advice. I will say as a wedding coordinator, I often had sorority sisters Um, either in the wedding party, and even if they weren't in the wedding party, they often did something special for the bride, and it usually involves some kind of surprise song and dance during the reception, and I thought that was great. So if your sorority sisters are definitely still in your life, a big part of the picture, a big part of your favorite memories, I definitely recommend including them. But as I said in the last one, if it's a friendship that's faded, don't use this as an opportunity to hopefully bring it back. Next one in the Martha Stewart list is your friend's significant others. So if let's say that you are asking someone to be your bridesmaid and she is in a relationship or she's married, uh, you don't necessarily have to include that person. I think that one goes without saying, right? If you're really close to that person, their significant other, then you would just because you're really close with them or your fiance is, right? Um, that That's a friendship. <laughs> that's a side relationship. Um, but don't feel obligated just because they happen to be in a relationship, but you're not even close with this person. The last one on the Martha Stewart list is busy people. So um, I have weird feelings about that one. I'm sure that the spirit of this one is this is your day. You want to feel really, really important. This is a once in a lifetime experience and you want to have people that are going to make you the center of attention and make you feel the love, support, encouragement that you deserve. And I totally get that. I get why anyone would want that. But in actuality, we're all pretty busy, right? It's pretty normal to be busy these days. And I think a lot of the time what friendship really is about is respecting someone's busyness, understanding that they live a busy full life and not necessarily taking that personally and not letting that by itself diminish the friendship, especially so much so that you wouldn't invite them into your wedding party just because you don't feel like you'd get enough attention from them. I don't know. For me, that feels a little bit self-centered. And so I think that if you have a friend who's busy and you get it, and you've never had that hurt your feelings. Like if they're hurting your feelings with their busyness, if you feel like they flake all the time, if you have a pretty legitimate reason to assume that they would no-show on some of your important events, then again, that's bigger than your wedding party. That actually kind of is some red flags about your friendship itself, right? But if you have a great friend who's always been there, who you love very much, who you couldn't imagine having this day without, but they're a busy person, I think it's okay to give them a pass to say, I hope you can make as much of this as possible. I'll get it if you can't, but I wouldn't do this without you. So totally up to you, but I think there's some gray area there. Okay, here are some more that are not on the Martha Stewart list, but these are on my list, and I think that they're worth considering. I don't think you should invite anyone you've known for less than a year I think friendships have honeymoon phases, just like relationships do, like romantic relationships do. And there is a fairly decent chance that that relationship is going to dwindle as well. That's not what I hope. I'm not hoping that for you. I hope that this new friendship lasts forever. But if it's been less than a year, I don't know. It's just it seems a little too soon to tell. So if there's room, I would definitely extend them a wedding invitation. And I think that in itself is a really nice gesture for someone that you've really only known for a short time. But to kind of fast track them and give them the honored position of being in your wedding party, I just think that's a bit much for such a new friendship. The next person on my list is anyone, and I mean anyone, who is not genuinely supportive. You may have a friend who you know is a little skeptical, maybe really skeptical, but they're making an effort and you really appreciate that. But friend, eventually their lack of realness is going to wear on you. I've seen it way too many times. And even despite their best attempts, you're going to start resenting it. So you don't need them casting negativity or even having questionable side conversations with other members of your wedding party. If they don't get why you're getting married, then they don't get to stand in this honored position while you do. You may even reevaluate whether they should even be a guest. I'm just saying. Okay, that's it for me. As I mentioned, this is going to be kind of a shorter episode than normal, but I really hope that gave you some good insight and some helpful things to think about. So, friends, do you have any questions for me? Are there any questions that I can answer? If so, I would absolutely love to. It really thrills me and genuinely thrills me to be a resource to couples as they're planning their big day. So if anything comes to mind, maybe anything you heard in this episode, or if there's anything else you're kind of grappling with right now in your planning process, I beg of you, send me a message. I would love to help you with that. Head over to my Instagram at essential wedding podcast. You will see the episode title. So you can go ahead and write your question in the comments under the title, or you can send me a private message. That's fine too. I will, um, respond to my questions that I receive inside of episodes so that hopefully anyone else that has that same question, um, you know, gets the information that they need as well. Uh, that's it for me. I, in personal, (laughs) personal life news, I am starting grad school on Monday and I am so stoked. I mean, I can't even wrap my brain around how much my life is going to change and what kind of, you know, just impact this is going to have on my schedule and my routines and and my daily life. I promise I'll keep recording the podcast though, but I think I'm going to feel a little bit more (laughs) like calm and secure next week after I have officially begun and and know what this is going to really feel like. But anyway, I start this coming Monday. I am getting my master's degree in leadership and I'm just so excited. So anyway, next time you hear from me, I will officially be a grad student. Anyway, friends, thank you so much for joining me in this episode. As always, I'd love to hear what you think of this episode and all episodes, so if you would take just 30 seconds and write a review over on iTunes at the Essential Wedding Podcast, I will appreciate it to no end. I hope your planning process is going amazingly. I can't wait to connect with you again in episode 22.